Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Again, and welcome to Kingdom Culture Conversations. Yep. Um, You're it, getting it, good at that. I, I am. You're Thank you. It's only been a couple years. You know, well, I just did the Off the Page Book Club podcast, right. and that wow. took me about six. Yeah, come on now. That That's took a awesome. while to get off your head, off your mouth, and, mm-hmm. and everything. But, uh, <laughs> um, guys, I'm super excited. I, I just, uh, again, we filmed this uh, just a minute ago and just uh, love hearing from from Wayne and Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember they're from last week, Redemption Alhambra. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Hunter gets to go to church with them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, take it away, Mrs. Yeah. Hunter. Yeah. So um, we, you all know, you know, Kingdom Culture Conversations um, that we want to good too. We want to pick up some of these difficult conversations from our culture and yeah. we want to think about how do we intentionally um, talk about it? Mm-hmm. And um, n- n- I don't think anybody gets to live in ignorance of what ha- what this last year has been no. like politically and um, the the racial tensions. Talking with my parents who grew up in the I mean, they were in college in the sixties. Um, yeah. I they both had said they. It hadn't been since that era that mm. they felt like it was the degree of explosiveness that happened yeah. um, con- connected with race and racism and those kind of things it hadn't happened since. I mean, this mm. like that degree of, um, you know, like places getting burned down and the violence, I think, um, like even watching my own kids try and figure out what's going on. We don't even, how do we even talk about this? And, and they're like, our kiddos are talking about it. Our older students are talking about it. And so just wanting to help us know how to talk about it, talk about race and racism, and then even the people of God, why would, why would we want to join the conversation? And, and then how does this understanding God's story through this, these movements of creation, fall, redemption, restoration, and how you talked about, like, we can't start at the fall and, you know, just all of God's story. How does that help us or how does it help shape how we talk about race and racism and the tensions that are happening in our world around us? And so, and I, I feel like you guys, I, I was, somebody was asking me about redemption, Alhambra and cultural issues. And I was like, I I don't think you guys ever get up and like, today we're going to talk about, you know, like politics. But I said, never do you guys ever ignore like Mm -hmm. it, like because it's what the world is and the people are facing and your people are facing. You always connect God's truth to real life and cultural things. And so that's one thing my 23 year old nephew and I a lot of times will kind of down, you know, talk about the sermon on our way home. And, uh, yeah, that's always something he's like, aunt Nicole, I just, I just love that. Once again, they point us to Jesus, but they talk about this cultural issue. So, um, I'm super thankful that you guys can, you know, just kind of give us some guidance or your thoughts about it. And I think that, um, like we, 
when, when, whenever we read the Bible, there's always, there was things in that moment that was shaping the discussion that the readers of that time would have connected to differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was things in culture, there was things that was happening, there was, mm-hmm. you know, there was, there was, there was Rome doing what, what, what Rome was doing, there was Babylon doing what Babylon was doing, there was always some other things. Mm-hmm. And so we tried to, um, try to connect people to like, what well, what does that mean right here? Mm. For us right here, with the things that are shaping culture for us. Uh, so when we look at this topic of, of, of race, and we'll just go back and forth to sharing, just like in the beginning, in, in the beginning, and we're looking at it through the narrative. It's always important to go to go back and know that there was there's a holy God mm. that inside of the holiness of His mind felt that He wanted to create um, create a creature that reflected His image and likeness mm. throughout existence, and that that creature was 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 man, the only one that was created inside the image and likeness. And inside of Adam, according to, to Acts, was the, the DNA of every nation that would ever live on the planet. Mm-hmm. So this means that in, in God's holy mind, as he is creating Adam and setting things in motion, he created the, the DNA for diversity. Mm-hmm saying like to, in order to see my image and see my my likeness and the reflection of the father the son and the spirit i'm going to create a diverse people mm. diverse in personality diverse in giftings diverse ethnically all and all this diversity shows this deeper depth of of the character of who god is mm. right so you you start there this god who is intentionally creating and setting certain things in 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 in, in motion this goes before the fall and before everything else, his his holy mind, his intentions, his heart, direction that he sets everything in, you know, and then and then you have the fall. You know? Well, everything because of sin, when sin comes in, everything that was one is separated. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Everything that was in perfect harmony yes. is now a disaster, you know, yeah. and devastated. And so he mentioned the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you teach this as a, a doctrine, we talk about distinct, equal, and one. Uh-huh. That in the in the in the Trinity, there's this distinction, equality, and oneness. And he creates relationships to be the same way. Mm-hmm. We always keep our distinction. So um, we always keep our equality, that there's not superiority or inferiority. Mm-hmm. And we always keep our, our oneness. Mm-hmm. And when sin happens, all of that gets separated. And so you'll see levels of sinful behavior start to play into the church and into the culture. But we love to call these cultural issues, but this is really a church issue, yeah. right? Yeah. So these, we can, it's, it's a church issue in that this is not just out there. Mm-hmm. This is affecting churches at its very DNA level. Absolutely. Right? We've developed our churches around the idea of we call, oh, that's a white church. It's a black church. Mm-hmm. It's a brown church. We've anything we put before the word church mm-hmm. is this idea of like distinguishing it as the kind of church that it is. Mm-hmm. It's at the very DNA of who we are and the realities of how that has reaped a harvest in mm-hmm. of sin and fleshliness mm-hmm. is what we're feeling. So you you mentioned um 
that it just explodes, right? Mm-hmm. I think scripture kind of talks about it in, in this way is that when we plant seeds of the flesh, God's not mocked. Whatever we sow, that we shall also reap. We're actually just seeing the harvest right. of years of fleshly behavior, yeah. right. of years of sowing seeds of the flesh. And that's where people call these things like, we say it's new for some of us. Uh-huh. Others are like, no, this has been going on yeah. forever. And we've been yeah. trying to say something about it, but nobody's listening to us. Yeah. And so these these kinds of sinful behaviors that crop up in our times as the church, yes, I think we should have had more awareness for a long time of the things that were there. We probably should have done stuff about it years ago. But the culture then starts saying things and then we go, the church should be mm. uniquely equipped uniquely. to yes. walk in, in unity. Mm. They should be yeah. uniquely equipped. Um, conti- and, and when we talk about unity, we, we talk about it in a sense of no one, Wayne doesn't lose his blackness mm. by coming to the kingdom. He actually becomes more fully black than he ever mm. could be. I don't lose my whiteness. I don't lose distinction. So colorblindness of going, I don't see people's color. That's just, right. you need to get that checked, go to the doctor, whatever. Like <laughs> you, we see it, like yeah. we see it. We don't lose it. Right. Just like the father doesn't lose his father. This, the son right. doesn't lose his son. This yeah. is the spirit doesn't lose his spirit. They're all distinct, but none of them have a, none of them is more superior than the other. They're all equally God. Okay. It's when we start looking at our distinction as a means of superiority or inferiority that we lose. And so when, if we say we're rooted in a, 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 a theology of the Trinity and we are created in his image and likeness, yes. Then if we're not, if we're not, if that's in our root system, Mm -hmm. the tree should look like its roots Mm -hmm. and we should look like the Trinity. We should look like we should be in community with this, people different than us of all distinctions Mm -hmm. we should be in that community and we shouldn't see inferiority and and superiority we should see equality and we should walk in our oneness and that reality of going well yeah that's good preaching we if where it really starts breaking down is not in yeah we believe that Mm -hmm. where it really starts breaking down is when you try to start right. living it out. Yeah. When you try to start living it out, then people start going, right. uh, oh, well, this, this is hard. This is impossible. This is hard. This yeah. is hard. This is impossible. Yeah. I think so. even my own kids, like them feeling like that, how you describe, like the root system, the tree should match. And even walking with my own now young adult children, remember talking with my son saying, mom, I don't even, I see this and I believe that this is wrong. And I, but I don't even, I don't even know what to do about it. I just, you know, and, and I think, you know, that, that it's hard. And, and I think you guys would say this partnership and what you've done at redemption, specifically asking the Lord, what does reconciliation look like um, with you two walking it out? And I don't think I've ever heard either one of you say it's been super easy, (laughs) right? I think it's, it's hard and it's costly. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, like when when we're looking at this in in context to like the, the narrative and everything and everything that Aaron just said, everything what you just said, like we need to know and understand like that, like here's the reason 
there's a disconnect in our in our relationship with God. And since we are all created in the image and likeness of God, that creates a disconnect in our relationships with one another. And history has shown how how throughout time um, this has there's been these rallies of this yes. and that. There's long history that have shown this and stuff. This nation is going to be over this nation. This person is going to do that. You know, but what's also very important about the narrative is all the way throughout the narrative, all the way throughout the story, you go to the Old Testament and Aaron was talking about the sending part. Mm-hmm. There was always this, this, this way that the people of God mm-hmm. was yeah, yeah. welcoming to the stranger. Yes. Where the people of God had these clauses in their their covenantal law that will always create a space for unity and reconciliation and you know that's the sending you know and then we go to the other sending the other the other arrow you have the now you have Jesus and Jesus is 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 reconciling things but uniquely and specifically in him right in him because he he shows what what humanity is supposed to look like and be so in him there is a reconcile there's a reuniting in the churches again like our witness is saying like there's no answer to this outside of in Jesus yeah, yeah. yeah. And we have to be vocal about this witness. Like, there is a problem. Jesus is the answer. And this problem has been here for before us. Mm-hmm. It's been going on. It's You catch it inside the Bible, yeah. and you see it in real life right now. You know, so we are a part of that story. The things we see happen inside that story, this is what it looks like right now. Mm-hmm. But it's going a direction. Right. And that's where we like we have joy inside of us looking towards Revelation when it said it was all nations and tongues worshiping God in their diversity united together in him. So we know this happens. It happens. So this informs the type of decisions that we make right now. We make decisions in the direction of where we believe the Bible shows where where all the history is going. And uh, and that and that gives us attention inside the moment. To continue to have these 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 things that call people back to the narrative, call the believer to remember that this has always been the scenario for the believer. Well, We've always lived in that that kind of attention. And and a lot of our a lot of our tension with that is going as as Christians, we may know the doctrines of Scripture as far as reconciliation. Mm-hmm. There's very few Christians that I've met that go, no, God doesn't love all nations. He doesn't want all people. <laughs> The struggle they get to is when we push into the tensions of James, where he just goes, you can't just say you know doctrine and don't live it out. Mm. You can't just say you're a hearer of the word and not live it. And we look around us and we go, and then James gets real specific. Mm-hmm. If, if, a, if a rich person walks into your church and they get a front row seat and the poor walks in your church and they're outcast, you don't believe the gospel. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not living the gospel. So he gets pretty bold and pretty specific. Yes. Really bold and, and really specific. Yeah, like, really bold and really specific. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and James gets pretty yeah. out. Just, listen, the gospel, if you believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. he's not just the word. Mm-hmm. He's the word became flesh. flesh. Yes. yes. Right? It's incarnation. So word and deed are always mm-hmm. symbiotic in their relationship. Yes. They are in marriage with one another. Yeah. You cannot say you believe something mm-hmm. 
And so when the church now in our culture mm-hmm. is saying, you guys are the preachers of reconciliation, show it to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Show it to me. Yeah. A world is watching mm. that Christ is the only answer for, reconcil- for reconciliation. And we keep going, it's too hard. Mm. And the reality, I tell people, yeah, it's, it's not hard. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. come on. It's impossible right. without Christ. And the, the, the biggest reality of this is some of us have not realized how much we've been influenced by our culture. Mm. When I say culture, Western culture, yeah. American culture, where we believe we built this nation we made this happen. We did these things. We can fix everything. Yeah. We can make things happen. In that culture, it's hard to believe that instead of asking, what do I do? We need to cry out, Lord, save us yeah. from our own doing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pour out your grace and then allow us to realize we're going to have to go our actions or our doing or our behavior is what has caused this. Mm. We can't fix this. And so the hardest thing for my community, white community, to grapple with when it comes to this conversation is, even if you eventually go, yeah, there's a problem, Mm -hmm. they immediately want to go to the fix. Mm. They don't want to lament. Like my son was saying, what do I do? Yes, they want to go to the fix, because not only they don't want to be the 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 enemy, they want to be the hero. Mm-hmm. And so the reality of this in us is we want to fix it and it sounds noble. And then once we realize people have been toiling in this conversation for years, praying, marching, doing all these kinds of things, and if it didn't get fixed, then it must not ever be able to get fixed, right? Mm-hmm. The reality of in these areas, Galatians 6, where, where I mentioned earlier about planting seeds of the flesh, it says, here's the answer. God's not mocked. Whatever you sow that, you sow. Start sowing new seeds. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Plant Amen. seeds of the Spirit. Amen. Plant, plant seeds of the Spirit. <laughs> Start sowing new yeah. seeds. You, you, what do you do? Start sowing new seeds. The problem is he gives them a thing. But don't grow weary yeah. in doing good. Because in due season, you'll reap a harvest. The problem is... We don't know how to sow seeds. We know how to build buildings. We know how to fix things. We don't know how to farm. We don't know how to sow seeds. We don't know how to plant new seeds because it takes so long. Reconciliation (laughs) is a work that Christ has accomplished. And all of the harvest is already in the seed. Yes. Yes. You've got to plant the seed and you've got to stay faithful to it and you've got to continue to plant the seed and you may never see, but I'm telling you, once in a while you'll see something sprout up and you're like, look at what God can do and you'll celebrate the realities of that, but you'll never experience. So like when when we talk about how hard it is, I do think it's hard, but I I would just, I say, compared to how beautiful it is, it's not hard at all. Yeah, It's not hard at all. It's the most beautiful, rewarding, glorious thing Ever. It's like when you talk about your marriage, you never talk. You, you can talk about how hard it is because it's hard, mm-hmm. but you stay in it because of how beautiful right. it is yeah. and yeah. how rewarding it is. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that the sense that I would encourage people is just you got to start sowing seeds of righteousness and seeds of the spirit. Yeah. 
it's not gonna just be like, how do we uproot these old things? Mm-hmm. It's like, you gotta start planting new seeds because mm-hmm. this uprooting of the old things could is a long and arduous process that God may do in the end, sort out, you know, these yeah. things. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a long mm-hmm. process that's a work of the spirit, you know. Amen. I, I, I want to sit and listen. Right. All the, I just thank you. I just thought thank of you. 50 more things to I know, ask and I know. Talk just about. thank you. Thank you for yeah. sowing seeds yeah. and encouraging us to sow seeds. And that's yeah. what we want to do, not at Northwest Christian School specifically, our churches yeah. and our in our lives. Right. Yeah. And uh, because, again, I, I sit in that, that aspect that there's people that walk by and they, they, they judge me by the way I look, you by the way mm-hmm. you look, you by the way. And it's... Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. not right. Yeah. It's yeah. not right. And uh, we want to be part of that restoration and redemption. Start sowing new seeds. We're going to sow new seeds. So thank yeah. you, gentlemen yeah. um, and, and lady. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Um, have a great day. Yeah. And again, thank you to Aaron and Wayne mm-hmm. um, for being here. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.